Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona, Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, hey, it's Monday morning and uh, no racing kind of on my side down here in the South for me this weekend, but I got Kyle Magda. They had a little racing going on in his area this past weekend. How are we doing, Kyle? Hey, Rowdy. Good to be back on. Uh, yeah, the uh, final showdown of the year at Bass Motor Speedway. Uh, $6,500 to the winner of the 410 Sprints. Uh, Brent Marks uh, repeating his win from a year ago at Bass End the Season. Danny Dietrich second. Uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver Alex Bowman showed up as well. So, uh yeah, the uh, 410 Sprint, 358 Modifieds and Enduros uh, at BAPS, the 410th BAP Motor Speedway. And, uh, you know, still had some racing going on, Formula One over the weekend, Nitro Rally Cross. So, uh, you know, not not, not not completely over yet, Rowdy. Still have Thanksgiving around the corner. I know we've got the Turkey Derby up here at Wall Stadium Speedway. So, you know, we're not done just yet. Well, guys, we, I hope we've got the banquet coming up uh, the last of the month, got the Snowball Derby that we'll be covering the second through the fourth. Uh, guys, 56 entries on the Super Late models, 46 in the Snowflake. Six divisions will be racing that weekend. If you've always wanted to see nothing but nonstop racing, it's like going to the mecca of racing. Five Flags Speedway is going to be action-packed first weekend of uh, December, and what better way to get Christmas kicked off in the uh, Christmas season, Kyle? Good way then the season, uh, the Snowball Derby, Pensacola, Florida, Five Flags Speedway. Uh, I know Noah Gregson, the 2018 winner, he, he's entered in it, and uh, yeah, they have, you know, you said a lot of cars entered for the race, and uh, good to, uh, you know, have that today, and I know uh, also, Rowdy, we got two guests coming on this morning. We got we got Charlie Crawl at 10:05 Eastern, 9:05 a.m. Central. Uh, talk about the Arca season and also next year. And then at 10:20 uh, Eastern, 9:20 Central, we got Aaron Creed from the Super Cup Stock Car Series talking about his series, his PR work that he does. So uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, got some good shows lined up for this week. Uh, we got guests both nights already lined up. So. Um, Looking forward to that. You know, now with NASCAR being over for the year, uh, I'm looking for some content. So uh, good to have some live guests, and uh, you know, we'll keep we'll keep bringing them on. You know, recapping the season, get ready for next year, and go on with that. Well, Kyle, uh, get to just kind of bounce back to the Snowball Derby real quick. You know, they throw the flag, the checkered flag, and pronounce the winner. 
but normally the game's not over, guys, until that car goes through tech. And in the past, it's been really game changer. You don't want to leave until they throw the flag in the, in the tech room. I think it's going to be a little different this year, guys. I, I, I I'm not going to be the one to announce it, but... Pay attention to the Snowball Derby. I'm glad to see Noah back. I was down there with Noah when he won the last Snowball Derby. Uh, it's the Snowball Derby victory. And after taking, he was declared the champion of the Derby. But last year, go back to Chandler Smith winning it. Guys, we sat down in that garage for about three hours waiting and waiting and waiting. And trust me, when I tell you they went through, that motor broke down with a fine-tooth comb, it was there. So Chandler was legal at the end and declared the winner. You don't never want to leave the derby until that tech center says, we got a winner. All right, Rowdy, we got our first guest here. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, our friend Charlie Corral from uh, ARCA. Welcome, Charlie. Hey, guys. What's happening? Man, Charlie, what a season this year. Uh, Rev Racing revved it up, and Nick Sanchez is as the uh, champion for the year. Yeah, we just absolutely are are thrilled with our, our championship battle. Um, you know, we've, it, we never have a favorite going in, but – you know, we we would have been we would have been really happy with any of our our main championship contenders uh, walking away with that trophy. But uh, Nick, in particular, just what a great kid. Um, you know, he, he's not one that ever really, you know, commands the spotlight. He, he doesn't go out there and and, and you know generate a lot of uh, controversy or, or want a lot of attention for for what he's doing. You know, he lets it all. Uh, you know, lets his uh, his Actions on the racetrack speak for himself, and uh, he is just a great kid and uh, very proud of him and, and look forward to what he's going to do in the Xfinity Series and in, in, in the, the rest of his career here coming up in the very near future. But, uh, yeah, what a great season. And, uh, you know, already looking forward to 2023. Hey, you know, Charlie, it seemed like – Carl and I talked to this privately, but it seemed like this year we had more ARCA drivers going to truck and Xfinity than, than ever before. Do you know that as to be a fact, Charlie? I don't know that it's it's a fact. You know, it's really hard to uh, to, to. I'd have to look at you know result sheets and, and all that type of stuff. But it, it certainly it does seem that that way. I mean, we had you know Sammy Smith and Nick Sanchez and Roger Carruth. All of those drivers, you know, went and competed up at you know, higher levels of the sport and, and did very well, you know, Raja with, for someone who really does not have a lot of actual experience driving, you know, full size, full body race cars, you know, just a, a handful of seasons, really. Uh, he was just extremely competitive in those truck races that he ran. And, you know, to see Nick come in and compete at a high level in the Xfinity series. And of course, Sammy, you know, nearly won the Xfinity race at Watkins Glen, you know, and, and all of these, I'm going to call them kids, you know, they really had, you know, less than a season's worth of experience at this level. And to see them go and compete, you know, at that, at, at a high level in those, 
in those other divisions was, was really, really impressive. Well, I tell you what, really kind of impressive this year, Charlie, is the car counts were up, and the car count for the West out in Phoenix was uh, absolutely awesome there. Yeah, that that car count would have been even higher, Rowdy, if we wouldn't have torn up so many cars at Vegas <laughs> the week before. But uh, to to have, I believe we had. Uh, almost a 12% increase, I believe, is what we said in our, our call last week. Uh, 12% increase in, uh, of participation in this platform all across the board uh, from 2021. You know, uh, maybe not anything that we're going to, you know, advertise and jump up and down about, but more is more. And, and it increases an increase. And you know, this platform was really, really hit hard uh, by the economic conditions, you know, leading up to and then during the pandemic. You know, we, we lost a lot of our competitors. There, there just wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of disposable income to be had in, in that time. And, you know, our, our level more than any other is dependent on disposable income. You know, we are our, our, participants need to have that money um you know they're they're not you know the the joe gibbs racings and the hendrick motorsports of the world you know we don't have 200 million dollars worth of of sponsorship uh for for our organizations you know they really are dependent on you know the owners and the and the drivers and you know to to have that type of money in their pocket to come race and we're seeing that kind of turn around you know here in real time you know, we, we have seen an uptick, particularly out west. Um, and I think we're going to see that going uh, even further here in 2023. We've got a lot of interest. We've, we've taken a lot of phone calls um, from racers all across the country uh, wanting to come and compete at this level. So, um, you know, I don't have anything that we, we can, you know, say concrete, you know, we're going to have 50 cars at Daytona. You know, I don't know how many cars we're going to have at Daytona. You know, we're hoping it's going to be more than we had in 2023. But um, we're just going to keep our heads down and keep doing what we're doing. And, um, you know, I think you'll see that translate into uh, into some higher car counts, 2023 and beyond. Hi, Charlie. I have Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is, uh, can you please talk about the uh, 2023 schedule? Um, no, it was released on Race Hub. I know you and I were chatting about it. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? 20, 20, uh, 20 races, 19 tracks. Uh, kind of looks like uh, similar to how uh, last year's schedule went. It was a carbon copy of last year's schedule almost. I think we just moved a couple of dates around, and, and that was about it. But, you know, we, we really do have a, a great base of, of venues that we get to go and, and race at every year. and. You know, uh, they've been very happy with the, the product that we have delivered to them. Um, you know, we we see a lot of engagement with, with fans at the at these racetracks, particularly our standalone short track races. It's still a very big deal um, when the Arkham and Art Series comes into a place like Elko Speedway, or Toledo Speedway, or Salem Speedway. Um, you know, we we do. We've got longstanding. Uh, relationships with those racetracks and those fans in those areas and yeah we're really excited to get back at it here in 2023 uh, you know I, I think having some stability in that schedule is, is always a good thing you know we traditionally see you know one or two races a year kind of 
come in and, you know, replace another and, you know, and that's fine too. You know, we, we like going to new places and, and touching different markets, but, you know, I think the, the 19 racetracks that we have on our schedule work very, very well for us. Um, you know, our, our partners at Menards are very happy with the layout of that schedule and, you know, how many races we have, you know, in their footprint and, you know, our, our television partners are very happy with the, the amount of races that we have in conjunction with, you know, the national series and, and then our, our core short track fan is very happy that we have as many short track races and dirt track races as we have. So I think it makes everybody happy and it, it gives a, a great, uh, a great first step into, you know, becoming a pre- professional race car driver for a lot of these young drivers who are, you know, just starting their careers as well. You get a lot of great experience at, you know, a lot of great racetracks that are going to help you in your, in your path there to become a, a, you know, Craftsman Truck Series driver or an Xfinity Series driver. So, uh, yeah, it works very well for everybody. So, were you guys pleased pleased with having Toledo back as the finale being in your in your in your backyard? Uh, I mean, how did that turn out? And you know, what was it like having three short track races to end the Arca season? We love having those short track races to end the season. You know, that's really what the core of this series is. It's the backbone of the series and. And to be able to finish the season here at our home racetrack, uh, we laid down a, a very strong foundation uh, going forward. You know, it was a little chilly on the weather side of things. I, I think if we would have had a 70-degree day rather than a 55-degree day, we would have had a, a, a much bigger uh, crowd in the grandstands. Um, but, yeah, it was a, it was a terrific uh, first brick in that foundation for 2023 and hopefully beyond. Um, I think you're going to see us add some events to that weekend um, to make it, you know, even more of a, of a quote championship weekend. So just kind of stay tuned on that. But uh, yeah, we, we had, we had a phenomenal uh, Menards fan fest right across the street from the racetrack. And uh, you know, our champion event uh, here at the, the Toledo Speedway bar and grill was just fantastic. A standing room only crowd uh, as we honored, uh, 15 or 16 of our former champion owners, drivers, and crew chiefs. And, yeah, just uh, what a great weekend. I, I have so many great memories of that weekend already. It doesn't seem like it was a month ago, but it was. It was over a month ago already. But, um, yeah, just what a what a terrific weekend, and, and we look forward to an even bigger weekend here at Toledo in 23. If you had to pick out of all those champions in the ARCA series, I mean, who who, who did you look up to the most? I mean, you know, who did you did you idolize anybody like growing up uh, in the ARCA series? I know you know with your history and everything. Um, we know is there any driver that really caught your eye from that series over the years? Well, I was really lucky, Kyle, because I got to see a couple of the ARCA champions race weekly at Toledo Speedway when I was a kid, and I was going. Uh, going to the racetrack every week. You know, I saw Bob Keselowski win the track championship at Toledo Speedway back in 1983, and he was always uh, always one of my favorites when he moved up into the ARCA, uh, what is now the ARCA Menard Series. Uh, Tracy Leslie, another guy that I saw, you know, in his earliest days racing late models, um, you know, he, he went on to become a champion and, you know, coincidentally was inducted into the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame on the same weekend my grandparents were. So, you know, those are two guys that I always followed and, and always was a big fan of. But, you know, having 
had the opportunity to to work alongside you know most of these drivers and, and get to know a lot of them and every one of these guys is special in their own right you know from from Bob Brevac to uh, to Frank Kimmel to Sheldon Creed you know you name it they're all really just good quality people and, and every one of them has has earned their right uh, to be called the champion in my book you know not only with their performance on the racetrack but how they conduct themselves off the racetrack so my last question for you is uh is there a particular uh, moment from the 2022 season that really stood out to you hmm you know it's it's interesting uh, that you asked that kyle because you know just the way that my brain works I, I don't really spend a lot of time you know reliving what happened my my brain as soon as something is done, I, I'm already looking forward to the next one. You know, I mean, I can sit here and tell you, you know, highlights of the 1986 NASCAR Cup Series season. <laughs> but it's really hard for me to pick out, you know, memorable moments of the season, uh, you know, that I just had in the series that I work in. Yeah, but that, that's just how my brain works. You know, I, I do. I As soon as we get done with Toledo, I'm thinking about, well, we got a West race out in Vegas. Uh, you know, this same week. And then as soon as we get that race, then it's focused on Phoenix. And, you know, now we're focused on, you know, we got the performance racing industry trade show coming up in, in December. And then we've got a, you know, a, a preseason practice session at Daytona coming up in January. We got a race, you know, at Daytona down in February. So, you know, we're always kind of focused on what's coming up next. Um, I will say that the, the battle at Toledo Speedway, for that owner's championship and the, and the race win, those final 10 laps was as good as you're ever going to get, you know, racing-wise. Um, you know, I, I know there was a little controversy involved and some, some heated tempers involved, but, you know, the racing there was, was really, really good and uh, just made for a very memorable day, that's for sure. You know, Charlie, one thing before we get off here, back in the day, can you imagine what those drivers went through trying to sling those cars around those short tracks without power steering? I mean, the, the amenities that drivers have today that those drivers faced back in the 50s and 60s, it, it took a heck of a man to be able to, to drive an ARCA car. Well, I mean, you look at our, our champions from back in that era, Iggy Katona. I, I wouldn't want to tangle with a guy like Iggy Katona. He was a beast. You know, and, and they had the forearms to prove it. So, yeah, I mean, th- things certainly have changed, you know, and evolved. And, you know, I, I don't know that, that those guys could come in and and race now. You know, the cars are so different. But uh, I will tell you, it took a very special type of person to come out here and, and wrestle a, a 3,600-pound race car around you know, Toledo Speedway for a hundred laps back in the day. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pleased that I've had the chance to spend some time with some of the folks who actually did it. Well, Charlie, this was our ninth season covering the Arkham Menard series. And it's always been an honor and we've met a lot of great people, but you know, Charlie, it seems like some people are just cut out to stay there. They don't want to go no farther because of the, fellowship in between the, the series and, and, the, and the drivers. 
Yeah, you know, Rowdy, this is a very comfortable place to be for a lot of people. Uh, you know, the Venerinis uh, are, are probably our cornerstone team. They've been around for 40 years. And, you know, while, while they have gone on to, to dip their toes in, you know, in, in other series, uh, Big Bill, you know, ran some cup races back in the day. And, and you know, they, they ran some truck races and they, they tried to own – uh, a truck back in the day with Justin Boston and, you know, but I think they, they like it here. The the schedule fits their lifestyle and, and you know, they're it, budgetarily it works for them. And, you know, there, there's just so many great people like them who, who come through here. You know, I think David Gilland racing is another a great example of that. You know, they've, they've been able to come in and, and establish themselves and, and find that this is a, a very, it, it is, it's a, it's a great place to be. You can make a pretty good living here and you don't have to, you know, sacrifice, you know, 45 weeks a year on the road to do it. You know, you still get to go race and you still get to have a life outside of the racetrack, which to me is very important, you know, uh, as, as the father of, of some kids who are, you know, doing some pretty awesome things on their own, you know, it's, it's good to be able to be involved in that. So, um, I do. I, I really enjoy it here. I know that there are uh, a lot of people who are here just to, to you know, take that first step. And, and that's – we get just excited about that. You know, someone like a, a Chase Briscoe. You know, we we take a lot of pride in Chase, and, and we take – we are. We're very, very proud of his accomplishments and what he's gone on to do. And you know, He's just one of many uh, who have made that leap into – you know, the NASCAR national series, you know, and whether, again, whether it's Sheldon Creed or Zane Smith or Chase Briscoe or Ben Rhodes. I mean, we just go on and on and on of the, the dozens and dozens and dozens of drivers who have come through here and have gone on to bigger and better things. You know, we're, we're extremely proud of them and, and we, that's what we're here for. We want to be that launching point, but, you know, we also like the guys like Frank Kimmel and, and Tom Hesser and, you know, the, the Venerini family and, and Brad Smith and, and Greg Van Alst, you know, someone who is here because this is where they want to be and, and they want to come and race with us. And it, yeah, it, it's, it's a great mix. And, you know, it, it is the, the perfect place for me to be, um, you know, and I look forward to, to doing it for as long as they'll let me. Well, you know, Charlie, one of the stories that we kind of covered this year was Rita Thompson or Thomas out of, uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, police officer, never raced ARCA, didn't know a whole lot about ARCA, goes and buys a car and starts building it and actually races several races this year. She did a really nice job, too, you know, for a driver who who didn't have a, a ton of experience. You know, she, she worked really hard, and, you know, she's she will be the first one to tell you. she's She's got lots more to learn, <laughs> you know, but – she did. She did a nice job, and, and she was. That's exactly the type of person that that we want to attract. Is is you know we want those young kids who who are going to, you know, race their way up the ladder. But we also want the, the Rita Thompsons of the world who just want to come and play, uh, find a place to race, and they want to go and race at places like Watkins Glen and Talladega and Michigan and Berlin and you know some of the the great short tracks of the country, and. You know, if we can get five more of her and, and five more Greg Van Alsts, I'd be really, really happy. Well, Charlie, uh, we surely appreciate 
everything that you've done for us when we called you come on it's all you're always a great guest uh I, I, all of us want to wish you and your family and all the arca happy holidays and uh start off with thanksgiving my friend because we all got so much to be thankful for we sure do don't we we sure do and tell that miss ashley i'm still hanging with the same old gal <laughs> so the, ma- you got the magic's still working you you stepped up the game a little bit this year. That's it. That's it. You got to step it up every year. You got to step it up, right? <laughs> That's right, Charlie. We surely appreciate it. Thanks for being part of the show today. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Charlie. Take care, guys. All right, Kyle. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver. And how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts. Because Napa understands quality and value. And the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, everyone, I'd All like right. to bring on our next guest, Aaron Creed. Welcome, Aaron. Hi there. First-time caller, multiple-time listener. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron, kind of t- let's talk a little bit about your series, the Super Cup Stock Car Series. Sure. Um, Super Cup Stock Car Series, was uh, it was founded in late 2007 when – one of the predecessor series, uh, previously the Hooters Pro Cup series, was, you know, they were making some cha- changes in rules, evolving, you know, their own rules package, and it was, you know, aging out some of the the cars that had previously competed in the series, and you know, some competitors, you know, it c- couldn't necessarily make the arrangements to, you know, upgrade their equipment, so, you know, they had otherwise obsolete equipment, and um, gave him a place to race. So we've continued that on over the years. uh, Initially it started as a steel bodied um, stock car series. Um, But we've uh, over time uh, allowed the, the composite pro cup cars. uh, And then also, you know, cars from past NASCAR iterations and, 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 and steel-bodied ARCA cars that have, you know, aged out over time. And basically anything that will fit that general set of rules where, you know, you have the heavier stock car um, and um, we, we we allow various different engine combinations to. It's basically trying to be inclusive and, and let um, – let, let you uh, race what what you have, <laughs> in, in, in kind of simply put. Well, there's still a lot of those cars around, and you know, <laughs> I'd rather see them on the track racing and competitively, Aaron, than being crushed up and destroyed. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, there's there's some great history behind some of these race cars too. Some that have raced in NASCAR. I think we had one that won a NASCAR race back in the day. And, you know, they've changed hands over time and and it's really just the chassis that was the winner, but, you know, um, it's pretty cool to kind of 
ask some of the competitors, hey, where did this car come from? And, and they, some of them have a pretty neat story behind it, too. So um, we, we tried to tell those stories on our social media and, our, and, and whatnot in the past, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to do that here uh, in the months to come. So uh, we just wrapped up our 2022 season, and now we're kind of already uh, planning for 2023. We don't have anything formal to announce just yet, but uh, we're getting there. Uh, Aaron, what, what are some of the tracks that you're running the Superstock on? So the Supercup Stock Car Series runs, we run on tracks from Pennsylvania all the way down to North Carolina. So cover a pretty vast footprint, and then that, our competitor base is, is pretty wide, too, from New York down to South Carolina. So, um yeah, we, we try to run at the tracks that, that work best for the most. Um, we try to, you know, work with tracks that aren't too far for most competitors. Um, but we, we this past season, we raced twice at Dominion Raceway in Virginia, which is a, a beautiful track that's right off of I-95. Um, Jennerstown Speedway, we've raced there twice in the summer. Um, we've been there. We've been running there since about 20. 15 when the track reopened had beautiful half mile track in um, western pennsylvania um shenandoah speedway the very scenic backdrop at that place with the with the uh mountains in the background um also we ran at midvale speedway in eastern ohio and motor mile speedway in virginia and we wrapped up this past season at Tri-County Speedway in uh, Hudson, North Carolina. That was our first appearance there since 2008. Hi, Aaron. You got Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is um, talk a little bit about a Super Cup Sock Car Series race. Um, you took me to them. Um, you know, what's it, what's it like? And, uh, you know, how, how's the competition out there? Yeah, it's it's. It's probably a little different than if you're in the NASCAR garage, that's for sure. Um, everyone obviously still has that competitive nature, wants to go out there, do the best they can, or, or go out and win. But it's a little bit more on the, on the laid-back side. we got, you know, families that – drivers that bring their entire family, um, kind of kick out a lawn chair. A lot of them, a lot of them know that the, the races are won in the shop. So, you know, when they show up to the track, most of the work is already completed. Um, but you know, there's always obviously those adjustments that you got to make throughout the day, um, once you're there. Um, but we, we run a format where it's uh twin, twin races, normally or the normal distance around 50 laps each, um, one during the daylight before the sun sets and then one after the sun sets. So, um, but once again, it's a, it's a little bit on the laid back side because, you know, you have that gap between races and if you don't have much to do on the car, you can, you know, a lot of those competitors have friends that race locally and they can watch them compete and whatnot between races as well. We sometimes have autograph sessions um, prior to or between races um, for the fans to meet the drivers. Um, and yeah, so it's in another part of it is we, we kind of try to anything in racing is, has its cost but we try to, to keep the costs down by um, uh, start the, essentially the, the set of tires that you qualify on are the tires that you run both races on. So um, we don't do tire changes or anything like that, unless you have a flat tire, you know, or, or something like that's approved. 
Um, but it, basically, we're trying to keep um, keep it semi affordable <laughs> in, in in respect to and uh, motorsports. And uh, yeah, usually it's it's a pretty pretty fun day when when you get to go Super Cup stock car series racing. Aside from Super Cup, uh, talk a little bit about your racing adventures. Um, I know you go everywhere. Um, you go to all these different racetracks. How many tracks have you been to now? And, uh, you know, what's what's next on your schedule? Uh, does the Snowball Derby look like it's happening for you this year? Yeah, so, yeah, I've been to 128 tracks. It was supposed to be 129 in the World Finals the other weekend, but I just couldn't logistically make it work for myself, unfortunately. But there's always next year for that. Um, yeah, next on the schedule, uh, doing a little bit of traveling. Uh, I'll definitely be at the Snowball Derby once again. I remember meeting Rowdy there last year when we were in the tech area afterward. Um, I'm going to be bringing a friend and kind of just doing the, the spectator thing for the most part. But you, you know me, I'm always sending out a tweet or posting something on Facebook anyways <laughs> about something. I can't help myself. But um but yeah, I always enjoy the snowball derby. I've gone almost every year since 2010, and it's always a good time. Um, yeah, there's uh, in the weekend before that on Thanksgiving weekend, I'm flying out, get I'm getting out of the cold. Hopefully, right now it's freezing here on the East Coast, even down here in North Carolina. So um, going flying out to Arizona, and I'll be at Tucson Speedway for the their annual Turkey Shoot Super Late Model Race on Thanksgiving weekend. So couple of more travels before the year's out that I'm looking forward to. And uh, definitely if anyone else has the opportunity to, to, to go see some good short track racing, I definitely recommend it. My next question for you is talk a little bit about the EMPA. I know that's about two months out right now. Um, going to be a busy time of the year come January with the convention and also with the Allentown indoor race the week before. Um, you know, I was able to go to that Allentown race last year, uh, first time there in a few years. But, uh, I mean, what, what have been some of your experience uh, from the indoor races? Um, you know, you and I have, have, have seen it, obviously, Atlantic City. I mean, what, what have been some of your, your, your best uh, memories, maybe from the track and, you know, from, that, from that, 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 that time? Because I remember you were the one who got me into indoor racing. And, um, you know, when you, you know, the Trenton race a couple of years ago, I think it was 2014, and, uh, I mean, what what have been some of your favorite memories, you know, being there and just, you know, having a good time? Oh, yeah, I miss the indoor race, going to the indoor races incredibly. <laughs> I, um, I wish there was, I wish I had enough cash for a private jet so I could get up to both of them still. But, um, yeah, Atlantic City was one of the first kind of events that I actually started um, attending regularly on an annual basis and also started covering for, uh, as, as a writer and everything. Um, but yeah, the, those events are, are electric. It's, it's pretty neat. Um, the, especially Atlantic city, but Allentown seems to have been building to, to a really great event as well over these past few years. And, uh, it, it's really cool. Cause obviously, you know, in the Northeast, once, I guess, once you hit the Turkey Derby on Thanksgiving weekend, there's really nothing going on again until, you know, late February or early March or something, which is actually earlier than it used to be. But, um, but yeah, it gives folks uh, kind of that racing fix there right in the middle of the winter. And 
and there's always a lot of excitement, a lot of competitors from the Northeast, whether it's dirt racers or modified racers and, and uh, some others that come from down South uh, that really enjoy uh, competing in those, uh, the TQ midgets and then the slingshots that, and carts that race at those events. Um, a lot of fun, definitely recommend it if you get the chance to, uh, to enjoy some racing in the winter time. Um, but yeah, and then the EMPA, the Eastern Motorsports Press Association, uh, I joined there. I've lost count now. And that's also a good reminder, Kyle, because I haven't submitted my writing contest entries. Neither have I. Um, um, but yeah, it's a great organization. Um, I, I know a lot of folks are familiar with the NMPA, the National Motorsports Press Association, but the EMPA is, is, is another organization that's, I guess it's a little more localized than the Northeast, but it's, you know, it covers pretty much any, anyone that's a writer or, or photographer, videographer, anything in the media that's based in on the East coast, or even, I guess the Midwest, I think there's a few of those folks that are part of it too. Um, it, it's a great, great organization. Dino Alberto, the voice of Mahoning Valley Speedway and also Pocono Raceway and on the NASCAR weekend. Um, he, uh, invited, he invited me to, to, to join, said that it'd be something that would be very, uh, beneficial. Um, and it, it's really great. I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of great people, um, that kind of do what we do. <laughs> so it's, it's really neat to get ideas and, you know, learn from you know the different speakers that they they end up having and and then just enjoy a night of camaraderie at the at the awards banquet too that they have every year so um or the hall of fame induction i guess you could call it um so yeah it's 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 really neat um another thing i'd i'd recommend to anyone that especially aspiring journalists um and photographers and, and whatnot and uh yeah, definitely recommend it. Aaron, my last question for you is, uh, you know, you lived in Pennsylvania most of your life. I think you said you're originally from New York. Rowdy wanted to know originally where you were from. But, um, you know, you lived on the East Coast most of your life. And, uh, you know, what what's the move to North Carolina been? You know, what's, what's the atmosphere been like down there? Now that you have more, maybe some more options to go to other tracks, like a Hickory or another track like that, um, you know, what's it been like living down there? And, and you know, is it, is it what you expected? Is it, is it kind of that racing atmosphere that, you know, that, 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 you know, that I've, I've experienced when I've been down there and now that you, you get to live it now. Yeah. So, yeah, I was born, I was born on Long Island, but I moved to Pennsylvania when I was five and lived there for more than 30 years and, uh, decided it was time for a change and moved South to North Carolina in 2018. And, um, I'd say yes and no to your question because, I mean, yes, there's a lot of great places to go and a lot of racing to enjoy. And uh, I think <laughs> the funny thing is if, if I was a little bit older and I would have made the move like in the 1990s, I think it would have been a little different because there was probably even more to enjoy back then. Um, so as we know, there's there's racetracks that come and go, race teams that, that come and go and, and whatnot. And um it's very enjoyable though. I've made a lot of friends, um, 
since uh, since moving down here, and uh, really have enjoyed. I, I need to get back into it, but the, the full-time job sometimes doesn't doesn't allow for that. I, I haven't been to a racetrack since since middle of October, so it's been about a, almost a month since I was last at a, at a track. Even though there's ones running, you know, thirty forty five minutes away, but it, it, it's pretty neat to that I can get up, get it in the car, and drive less than a half hour over to Hickory Motor Speedway if I wanted to, or tri-county speedway or go down to charlotte and and things like that it's it's really neat (laughs) to be able to do that because obviously you knew i and as as a pavement racing follower for the most part primarily you know i used to have to drive two or three hours to any racetrack and you know i'd go enjoy williams grove and lincoln a little closer nearby every now and then when i lived in pennsylvania but um but yeah, it's it it's been it's been fun. It's 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 a little different atmosphere than up north, um, or even some of the other areas of the country or continent that I've that I've traveled, um, because it's basically, I mean, down here it's more of a business because this is where all the race teams are based. This is where the drivers come, even if they're not from North Carolina. The young drivers come out this way to gain experience. And uh, on their ladder up towards NASCAR or, or wherever they might be going, so it's a little bit different than um, what I'm used to with going around with the Super Cup Stock Car Series or you know the modified scene up north or anything like that, where you have folks that don't work in racing full time. They they have a full time job Monday through Friday for the most most of them do, and this is that's what they do for fun on the weekends is go racing so there's still some of that down here but it's it's a little bit of a different atmosphere because of um you know the the ladder system and everything which there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's just different and uh, with the downside i was at the all-american 400 a couple weeks ago and you know you should know how close we come to losing that track and and I think the drivers of NASCAR speaking out and, and the, some of the racing public has saved the Nashville Speedway. But what does it mean to you for us to go back North Wilkesboro and it to be named the All-Stars for the NASCAR series? Well, I think that's pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make it there during the month of August, but I had the chance to go to North Wilkesboro when it opened, reopened uh, for like about a year and a half, I guess it was in around 2010 or 2011 and just the history you can feel the history at that place that's that's what's really neat about it and and that's why it's important to kind of keep these places going if it's possible and and yeah you, like you said the voices of some of these drivers and you're seeing a lot more of it especially in short track racing is that a lot of them are kind of recognizing i mean they've recognized it before but it seems like more publicly recognizing their roots and where they came from i mean you have dale earnhardt jr went back and raced at north wilkesboro and then he's going to be running at florence motor speedway this coming weekend um basically where he started racing late models so that's that's really cool that some of these um very familiar personalities i mean you had joey logano was at hickory over the weekend spotting for his usual spotter Coleman Presley who won the fall brawl and so you have things like that Noah Gragson's running the snowball derby and he's always been one of those that 
even when he's winning at the Xfinity level and maybe the cup level here shortly, if, if he has a very good rookie season and it, it, it's, it's really, you can tell when he, when he speaks that, that he doesn't forget where he came from. And, you know, I was covering races usually in the winter time when I was looking for somewhere warmer to go on the West coast and uh, seeing him kind of develop back when he was a teenager and meeting him back then kind of knew that he was one of those that he's not going to forget where he came from and, and he, and he doesn't. Well, uh, you know, North Woodsboro come back, that was a big, big plus. You know, a lot of people hated when Junior quit driving, but I think Junior's done more good being on the airwaves for NASCAR racing in general than he did buying the stock car. Uh, he's just done so much in the last two years to kind of up the game for everything. Yeah, absolutely, and and not just not just uh, going back to the racetrack and getting in the race car himself, but just giving a voice for short track racing. You know, with whether it's the Dale Junior Download and some of the guests they've had, especially in the last year. I mean, I was thrilled when when Freddie Query was a guest on the show, and and um, I mean, a lot of people probably never heard of him, but you know, I grew up watching, you know. NASCAR all pro races on and Hooters cup late model races on TV in the mid nineties. And, you know, really getting familiar with who some of those competitors were. And, and it's really neat. I think he just had Scott Bloomquist on this past week from, from the dirt late model world. So kind of getting the word out there, because as much as we try to spread the word, there's still a lot of people that aren't very familiar with the short track ranks and how, how it all, what the atmosphere is like and everything. And, and it's cool to, to see the word continue to spread about, about short track racing. So you're getting ready. You're like me. We're going to be both at the snowball derby. What? 56 entries right now for the super late and 46 for the late models out of six divisions. that will be showing up to me. If, if you love racing, that is a week to actually go down, and it's just pretty much nonstop. They just give you time to cross the track, and it's back to racing again. They've got something going on all day, all week. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and it's not just on the racetrack, too. There's they got the whole midway outside of the um outside of the track. There's events at different places that are, you know, are nearby the track and everything, and and there's so much going on in Pensacola during that week, especially that it's just, I've even from the time I started going in 2010, I've seen it grow and, and it's amazing to see, I mean, the interest I'm really excited and I don't know, it might be that rookie bonus that they, uh, that they announced for, for this year, but it's really cool to see. There's a lot more, especially in the super late models, there's a lot more competitors from the West coast coming. So like Washington state and California and Colorado. And and we saw, we've seen a few of them usually like two or three, maybe each year. And and they're always factors, people like Derek Thorne, Jeremy Doss. Um, But there's a few more coming this year that are on the entry list. And that's really exciting um, that it's basically 
there, I think there might even be a couple Canadian competitors on the list too. So it basically it's, it's a North American event um, right there in the panhandle of Florida in Pensacola, Florida. And it gets exciting when you get down to that last chance and you've drove from Colorado or Washington or Oregon, California, and you're in the last chance race, and that's the only chance you got to make the big show. That is a show. Oh, yeah, that's one of the things that you look forward to most on throughout the week is Saturday afternoon when the last chance qualifier rolls out. Um, since my, the thing I get most excited for though, is Friday evening when they do, when they, it's the most, in my opinion right now, it's the most exciting qualifying session you'll see. Absolutely. Uh, I, I tell you though, the sad part of that is we're not going to have Fred at the stop, pat, stop, go paddle this year. Well, we lost yeah, Fred this year. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's sad to see him pass away recently and uh i guess it's been a, a few months now at least but yeah um but yeah it, it it's neat though i always get a pit pass even when i'm so i worked for speed 51 and a couple other media outlets for a few years covering the event you know from start to finish and, and the last couple of years i kind of stepped back a little and took it in for the most part as a spectator and i plan to do that again this year bringing a friend that he tried to go in 2019, and that was one of the years we got rained out on Sunday. So, um, but he, yeah, so hope to show him around a little bit. And, you know, it's always a great time to see some friends that you only see that one time a year for the most part. Absolutely. And, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a really neat event. I always get a pit pass, and I Friday night I'm always on pit road watching that qualifying session because you can you can just – you can just sense the amount of urgency in the air, I guess you could say. And, and you can see it on some of the racers faces when they, when they step out of the race car, because they're, they're required to pretty much stay at their race car until qualifying concludes. And you'll see, you know, a mix of some that are quite laid back because they just laid down a fast lap and some that are quite concerned whether they're going to be able to make the top 30. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Tell everybody where they can follow and keep up with you. Um, well, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, our website is supercupstockcarseries.com. Or if you don't feel like typing all those letters, if you Google search SCSCS, it's the first thing that comes up. Um, it, we'll have updates on the site um, very soon. Right now it still has the 2022 schedule on there, but we'll be we're actively working on – where we're going in 2023 and when um, there's also Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages for the super cup stock car series. And then I have my own, you can just search my name. It'll probably be the first thing that comes up. I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and whatnot. So uh, most of the racing stuff goes on the Twitter. So that's Aaron underscore Creed. Well, Aaron, I hope you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate the time and, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing you down at the Snowball Derby. So if you see me, look me up. Oh, for sure. Looking forward to it. All right, Aaron. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Thanks, Aaron. All right, Aaron Thanks, Creed Kyle. with the Super Cup Stock Series. Kyle, uh, Charlie Crowell, and, and Aaron Creed here. We've had a good morning. Both very good guests, both very knowledgeable. Uh, not surprised by either. Um, 
both very good. Um, you know, they both know each other as well. So um, we all know each other. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's good to have Aaron on for the first time tonight. Man, you know, he threw it. I'm going to tell you what, he threw that MRN thing right in there, Rowdy. I don't know how he did it, but he said first-time caller. I said, man, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he was. Actually, we talked about coming on back in the uh, at the Snowball Derby, Kyle. You know, we've had a heck of a year, too. It's We meet so many people at the racetrack, and they're all good people. And I tell you, it's we are truly blessed to do be able to do what we do. I, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, with all the trash that's going on in the world and, and us to be able to hang out for a day, a weekend, and completely turn all that away to something positive. If you're down on the world, go spend a weekend racing. Go to, start, go to Five Flags Speedway. If you think life is terrible, just go hang out with some people who cherish every second of life and enjoy it. Kyle, what you got to close us out to this morning, man? It's just been an awesome show. Yeah, Rowdy, especially now that the NASCAR season's over, uh, you got to fill those gaps. So uh, glad to, you know, thanks to Charlie Crawl from Arca Racing for coming on, Aaron Creek from the Super Cup Stock Car Series for coming on. Uh, very two very good guests, very knowledgeable, been around racing a while. So, um, you know, that's somebody I've, you know, Aaron, someone I've looked up to my whole life. And, you know, and I finally found out about him and, you know, hooked up with him at the racetrack. Um, you know, it took off from there. So, um, you know, uh, he reminds me of Dino a lot, Rowdy. I, know, I don't know if Aaron wants to say that or not, but he, Dino, he, he reminds me, Dino reminds me of him. I don't know why, but. You know, um, you know, Dino and Earl Krause, you know, those, those guys know everything. But, uh, yeah, Aaron's been around a while, very knowledgeable. Um, you know, too bad he couldn't get to the World Finals. I know he said that. Um, it's funny because I've never been to the dirt track of Charlotte either when he said that. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I know he's he's had a good good move down to North Carolina for the last four years. Uh, I know that's been important to him. And, uh, you know, it's – you know, I know he's been up here most of his life. He is from Long Island. See, Rowdy, I thought I thought I was right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, being from the East Coast and uh, growing up around all the PA dirt tracks, uh, you know, he's been uh, he's been around. So um, you know, I'm glad I'm his friend and both of their friends. And um, you know, definitely can, can let them you know they'll come on anytime as long as you know we can work it out. All right, Kyle. Uh, I'm on the road trying to get home. Luckily, I found that uh, $3.09 gas station for gas today. Makes it a little easier on my travels. But, Kyle, listen, man, I appreciate all you've done this year. Uh, Everybody that's listened in, the shows hadn't always been perfect, but we're not a corporation. We're not going to give you something that we're not, you know. We we get out and meet guests, and we're able to, get to know these guys and get them on the show, uh, drivers. I just kind of enjoy now that we got the PR guys like Charlie and uh, Aaron coming on. We get a little bit different aspect of what's going on than straight racing drivers, you know? Yeah, Rowdy, uh, oh, before we go, um, just a reminder, uh, Thursday night, another big show coming up. We have two drivers coming on. Uh, 7.05 p.m. Eastern, 6.05 p.m. Central, we have Chris Transow from 
the PA Bludgeon scores. He'll be on the top of the Burton Nationals. I'm challenging over the weekend. Um, he was in Charlotte, so uh, looking forward to that. And then at uh, 7.20 Eastern, 6.20 Central, we'll have Jeffrey Magzink coming back on. Uh, he ran Michigan and also ran Toledo uh, the season finale. So, uh, you know, I did get another start in there. But, yeah, we have a, a good show for Thursday night. Um, you know, uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, the guests are good. Um, you know, trying to trying to mix it up a little bit. And I'm um, really looking forward to Thursday night show. Two good shows this week, Rowdy. A um, little bit, little you know, a little bit more preparation for myself has has, has paid off. So, um, you know, good to have you know the drivers coming on. You know, uh, we have a lot going on, Rowdy. We do, Kyle, and we've still got a few a few more days, weeks left, but it's closing to the end. Uh, banquet and the Snowball Derby, and then we'll be ready for January, 1st of January for the Ice Bowl at Talladega Short Track, huh, Kyle? Until then, keep that light yeah, shining. Yeah, right. maybe I can get to the racetrack at some point before the end of the year, we're going to see. All right. Hey, till Thursday night, keep it shining. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, buddy.